Hello, everyone, and welcome to a belated episode 45 of What a Beautiful Podcast. Hello, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm Andy, and I'm very sorry everyone had to wait an extra week for the new episode. I have been in the process of moving to California, originally in New York, now in California. So, as you can imagine, it's been a bit of work. Yeah, it's been some tasks for you to do. Yeah, but now- and so... All of ne- all of last week, I was very busy. I moved, and then the day after I moved, I started my new job. So it's been hectic, to say the least. Yeah. I know everyone was champing at the bit for that good, good Joj content, and now we're back to just baby bird it back in your mouths, everyone. I'm, 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 I'm glad to be here. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm glad we're back. Yeah, it's it's always a good time. I just like leaning back, talking about this weird comic. It's fun. So, like, we're going to do Anubis now. And on the first page of Anubis, uh, Polnareff is uh, is staring at this receipt, I guess. And it's in Arabic. And I'm going to say, potentially something very insensitive. But I looked at sure. this and I said, does that say Elmo? <laughs> it does... How how much do we owe? Oh, we owe Elmo. What? <laughs> One entire Elmo. Go get the bastard. We have to give him to the Arabs. <laughs> oh God. But they got the uh, the because as you remember in the Geb arc, um, Kakyoin got his eyes slashed, so they had to take him to the hospital. That's why all of Oingo Boingo was. Uh, Joey and uh, Polnareff driving to the hospital, which is just another funny wrinkle on that whole thing. Um, and Polnareff is examining the bill. It's like, what language is this hospital bill in? Arabic? This is confusing. The zero is supposed to be a five, the dot is a zero, and the seven is a six? <laughs> and we get a little key. I don't know if this is actually how Arabic numbers work, um, but knowing Iraqi, it probably is. And they owe almost 50,000 Egyptian pounds. Swag. Yeah. They're uh, already doing good. And especially yeah. considering that through some shockingly powerful plot armor, Kakyoin's corneas weren't ruined. It was just his eyelids. So he's going to be okay. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, but he's, he's a strong boy. And he's going to come back and he's going to be cooler than ever. But now... It's the Anubis Ark proper. They're crossing, they're going down the Nile. Um, and while they're going down the Nile, they see this, uh, this small group of people uh, with this cow just walking along. And we get right in there. It's like, your cows are strong, but you know what their problem is? They're lazy. <laughs> they're lazy. Chaka, get a move on. Stop falling behind. Fuck. What kind of man are you? Are you really my son? <laughs> your cows and your son are just like you. Ha ha ha. So Chaka is the one um, falling behind. He's got a really heavy bag. He's carrying a rake. Like ostensibly these guys are going somewhere with this cow. And then they find this sword on the side of the road. And it's a real cool looking sword. It's like it's got these gold embellishments. got a nice ruby in the cross guard. And then... Um, I don't think we ever find out this guy's name. I'm just going to call him Big Doof. So, <laughs> Big Doof. Uh, Big Doof, Doof and, and Doof? Hat Man. Yes. Big Doof. B Doof. <laughs> um, so Hat Man's like, hey, look, it's a sword. Give me that. Someone must have dropped it. A sword? I can't believe someone left it. It's not a fake. It looks really expensive. 
<laughs> draw the sword. Are you going to turn it into the police? Don't be stupid. This could be worth a lot of money. And then all, all of the peanuts in this gallery try to open up the sword. Um, and the sword kind of changes length during this, like this one panel where the handle is really long. Yeah, it you goes from that? like regular sword to Sephiroth sword real quick. <laughs> um, but none of them, none of them besides uh, before Chaka tries it can open it. And they're just like sweating over it. And it's like, we can't do it. Maybe it's rusted shut. Damn it. And then one of the guys who tries to open it realizes that his hand has been cut in half. Ugh. My hand, my hand, it's sliced open. Oh, how did it cut me? I didn't touch it. I only grabbed the haft. Which, is that? Maybe the haft. The um, haft. But then, so this guy's like in shocking amounts of pain, and then the guy pulls the sword out, and all of a sudden he looks way cooler. He looks what? He looks cooler now. Because now yeah, that he, he has the sword, now he can strike the cool sword pose, and he looks a lot more tough. Whereas before, he just kind of looked like an idiot. Yeah, he kind of loses his eyes. It's like, yeah. um, can I try too? Shut up, go ahead and try and leave me alone. So Chaka pulls out the sword first try. And it was like, it, it came out, but I didn't put any strength into it. He's king well, of England now. <laughs> oh boy, he's Artoria. <laughs> um, what's that sound? And there's a sound effect on the sword. I think it's just... Look how sharp it is. I don't know anything about swords, but this is the most beautiful sword I've ever seen. It's like a Japanese katana. What a great find. You should give it to me. You shouldn't be holding it. As uh, Big Doof pulls at Chaka trying to get the sword, and the sword falls out of Chaka's hands, just cutting into Big Doof's heart. Press like, oh, fucking pieces, dude. Oh, oh my you, god. Why'd you do it all? And is immediately dead. <laughs> I love that's his last words. Why'd you do it? (laughs) Why? Oh, Big Doof was Chaka's father. Oh, whoops. Oh, right. Right. I forgot about that. Oh, this other no-name gets his fucking head cleaved in half. Yeah, so the And not in the normal way you see someone's head get cleaved in half. It's long. Like, I guess long Vertically. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the sword (laughs) is sticking out of uh, Chaka's dad's chest, and it, like tilts over to the guy who's like leaning over Chaka's father and just he slices his uh face from tip to toe (laughs) kind of and it's weird because you would think this is a more creative way to cut someone's face in half because like you see a lot of like old uh gore movies they would just like cut it like right down the middle but this is way more creative oh yeah you don't see this Araki's getting inventive with his violence. The sword, it's not normal. It's like it has its own will. Ah. The last remaining guy. And then Chaka starts to hear a voice. Their deaths are nothing. Nothing. Calm down, Chaka. Let your heart grow still. <laughs> and this sword is a stand. Because it, it has to be, I guess. Like Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Like, how else do you explain it? Yeah. What? Who are you? I can see you, but I hear a voice. I am the stand of the god Anubis, the god of the underworld, spirit of death and mummification. The, my card is the Anubis card, like I just said. You have unsheathed me. You will be my stand user. You are my body. Father, and he deserved to die. I'll cut you in half, too. Uh, I love the panel with the Anubis card in the background, and this guy posing real hard with the sword. Like, great, great panel. Ten out of ten. 
oh yeah i mean this is why chaka is a character in heritage to the future like <laughs> man what if it was just anubis the character like the sword just, this you added, you just sword. Had, like the sword would just like float around yeah just hanging out um so the last guy hat man is the last one alive is like what the chaka stop what's the matter with you no help stop it chaka and yikes Chaka slashes at the man at Hatman through the cow they've been leading, and the cow is unharmed. But Hatman is now two Hatmen, uh, and, and his last dead. words is, "That's crazy. The cow is fine." <laughs> I mean, the pretty good last words because you just saw like the sword that killed you went through a cow, and uh, now Chaka has a really gross look on his face. Like, kill, kill Joseph, Joseph, dismember Polnareff, split Jotaro in two. You're a sword master, the strongest in the world. Destroy them all. Yeah. Anubis, <laughs> part two. Com Ombo. Guess, guess that's I guess place. that's the name of a place. It probably uh, means something. Polnareff's uh, getting swindled because... What else is new? <laughs> Yes, he. Uh, some guy tries to sell him like papyrus. It's like I'll give it to you for a good price. Are you sure this is real? Of course. Polner rips it in half. Ah! It's a fake. Real papyrus won't rip that easily. You can't fool me. I wouldn't have bought it even if it's real. But where's Jotaro? Um, he starts walking to this temple, and we see in the background Chaka with Anubis wrapped up in cloth. Is slowly stalking Polnareff because, as you guessed it, uh, this is at first a Polnareff arc. And as you guessed it, Polnareff fucks up. Wow, big surprise. Welcome back to another episode of the Polnareff show starring Polnareff. <laughs> He's going to ruin everything. Yeah, it was He's going to get severely show. injured in the process, but he's still going to miraculously be fine, even though Kakyoin has to go to the hospital. Yeah, because they don't have a healer. Stardust Crusaders. dun dun Hey, you've got hey, you've got some balls to attack me in a place like this. There are a lot of people around. Cause now Polnareff and Chaka are isol- are kinda like in this temple. There's a lot of pillars around. Guys like you are rare. You're the only stand user so far. He showed himself and faced me head on. That's what a real man is supposed to do. Hey, what you're your a name? lot more built than the rest of the people at this weird temple. You must be an enemy stand user. <laughs> Um, and before Chaka un- unsheathes Anubis, uh, a fly lands on it and just dies, which is really good. And it's got a little, uh, speech bubble, which is a skull and crossbones. I still haven't decided what voice I'm going to use for, like, cool Chaka. Uh, cool Chaka. Cool Chaka BT. Cool Chaka BT. <laughs> I am Chaka. My stand is Anubis, the Egyptian god of the underworld. Jean-Pierre Polnareff, prepare to die. It's nice. Prepare to die? Getting right to the point, eh? You really are a man. Bring it on. Show me what your Anubis is made of. Um, and Look at all other... the dead flies. <laughs> yeah, should kill all these flies. <laughs> I'm uh, so good. Yeah, so when he pulls it out, it kind of looks like a scimitar. I'm not sure how curved Anubis is supposed to be. And how much of that is just, like, exaggeration for the sake of the art. But, meh. 
it kind of depends. It's just really strange to me that the fact that as like a, as an actual like sword, the only the only reason that Anubis is better than other swords is that for some reason it can go through physical objects, but it cuts or like it only cuts what I guess Chaka wants it to cut. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So this fight gets started, and the main conceit is like Andrew said, uh, Anubis can cut through other things. Um, before cutting through, like, Polnareff. So there's a room, this is a temple with a lot of pillars. It can cut through the pillar without damaging the pillar, but still cut Polnareff. What's, what's um, weird is that it's not even like, oh, it only it only cuts through, like, organic material, but it totally didn't cut through that cow. No, the cow was fine. So I guess it's just whatever its target is or something. It, I don't it know. works however it needs to work. Stands! Stands! Um, so Polnareff gets a nice old, uh, slicey slice right in his, uh, weird, uh, one strap, cro- uh, what, what do you even call this? Cause it's a tube top. Yeah. He's wearing a tube yeah. top. <laughs> his single, well, it, his mono. Top, it's, well, it's a tube top, but also has this like weird belt strap. I don't know. Yeah. To keep, to keep it from sagging. Uh, and he gets sliced right in that. It's like the sword went through the pillar and my shirt too. He cut me without cutting my shirt. I, had, I would have been done for if I had backed up. And uh, Anubis comes right in for number two. He calls out Chariot, and Chariot can block for a little bit. But uh, Anubis is very good at being a sword. Um, and ends in a stalemate for now. But now, Polnareff is just in this big temple with a lot of pillars to hide behind uh, against a sword that can cut through pillars. So, meh. Um, and How is Polnareff going to get out of this wacky scenario? Spoiler, he doesn't. No! Because um, remember, silver ch- as he says, Silver Chariot's range is really small. It's like three feet. Um, so if you're not right on top of him, Silver Chariot's basically useless. Pretty much. And right as he, he, try, he hops up to try to get a better vantage point. Uh, by getting up on top of a pillar. And then a pillar falls down behind him uh, with Chaka on it. It's like, my sword doesn't have to pass through objects. I can cut through the pillar itself. Why? Because. Die, Polnareff. Um, as the pillar is coming down on Polnareff and Chaka is coming down with Anubis. Um, but remember, Silver Chariot can fire uh, his rapier like a bullet. Something he's done... Once? Or is this the first time he's done it? I'm not sure, but I definitely remember him being able to do this, but I might also just be remembering it from this. Yeah, I can't really remember. Point being is that he gets him right in the, right in the fucking neck, and then Polnareff, being a big dumb idiot, big, big dumb idiot, could have finished this, picks up the sword, and opens yeah. it. Oh, that was close. Even Jotaro doesn't know I can do that. Silver Chariot can launch his rapier. I only have one chance. All right, so this is maybe the first thing, first time he did it. I didn't kill you, but I doubt you'll fight again with that wound. Um, so he picks up Anubis, and of course, Anubis uh, assumes direct control. <laughs> it, oh, Polar F. Why, why, why? It's beautiful. Maybe I should take it out of its sheath. Um, this is a really cool like cover interstitial, like really fancy Jotaro. Like, yeah, 
kind of wearing a half turtleneck sweater under his uh really ensemble weird and it's kind of it's kind of uncertain where the turtleneck ends and the rest of him begins yeah a lot of things like J- with jotaro are like that he's got also got really full lips in this drawing. yeah uh, we're back to we're back to a rocky coloring too uh, oh, we got some more Richard Scary happening. Yeah, because it looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Iraqi, obviously. But the uh, the people who do the JoJo's Colored Adventures are just very good at it. Or, like, I always forget where those come from. Like, are there, there official are, There colored... are official colored scans that come out in Japan, and that's where they get the scans from. Not okay. official colored scans, I'm sorry. They, they put out, like, official re- colored releases, and then they get, they scan Right, them. right. And then like, do the translation. Whoever do like whoever does those colors like is very good at it. Way better than Araki is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the rest of Team Joj, which consists of Jotaro, Joey, and Abdul, right now, uh, come up on Polnareff as he's being uh, asserted by this sword. Um, Polnareff, huh? Hey, hey, Mister Joe Star. Ah, I can't think straight. Maybe it's because I was rolling around or because I'm wounded. Why are you squatting? Did you step in poop? Again? Wait, where did you get that sword? Did something happen? Hey, I was just fighting that asshole. What? An enemy stand user? It's over, though. He said his stand was the Egyptian god Anubis. It was said that it was a stand that could cut through objects. He was a powerful Is, is your opponent. possessed Polnareff just going to be Joey Wheeler? Is you know that, what? what? I was falling into that. <laughs> it's like... It's the Egyptian god, Anubis. Anubis. <laughs> I might just stay there. Instead, it's damn the Egyptian god, Anubis. He was a powerful opponent, but of course he was no match for me. He was using this great... Sw- uh, huh? Um, and a bunch of rats are running away with Anubis. Um, rats, steal stuff here? If you want to steal, steal some cheese. Uh, and Polnareff picks up Anubis again, which has grown like in size again oh my god now it just looks like a bow staff yeah it's just a really long staff um but now a quick, can't... quick interlude yeah because th- th- i now i'm thinking about it and i can't un- unsee it now is uh the w- the real weird thing about these colored versions is that they never play with the uh color schemes like ever oh yeah like it's always the same colors yeah, and I just I I never really thought about it until we just started talking about it. But it's just like yeah, you know, blue yeah, Jotaro, interesting. all of the Iraqi specified colors. That's it. Hmm. There's no room for. But does like Diamond does Diamond is Unbreakable do that? Like, wasn't it the same colors throughout the manga? Yeah, all of the colored scans that I've read, it always sticks to one color scheme. Hmm. Interesting. Which I just thought was odd, and I never literally have never thought about it until right this second so i had i had to get it out before i forgot again <laughs> yeah you only really see like different color schemes in the manga like for like cover pages or something like that like they never it never really switches in the middle yeah it's not like in the anime where like every few seconds they'll be like yeah some kind of new filter new completely different color scheme and all that no it just sticks, sticks to one straight up thing which is not necessarily like wrong no, it's just a bad. aspect it's of just, the medium. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Anyway, yeah. as yeah. We, as we were, yeah. Ed so <laughs> yeah, we're in Edfu now because um, Polnareff can't pull out Anubis right now for whatever reason. They're in this place called Edfu. Um, 
there's Iraqi is really on about like uh educating us about the different people that live in Egypt and good for him like uh, get, like educating us uh white folk like cool um but now Ponarev is in a barbershop getting his hair no he's getting a, a shave taken um and he's, he's saying to the barber i was rolling around on the ground so my face is covered in dirt make me look like the handsome mr nice guy that i am there is literally people all over the world possessed by a hundred year old vampire and Polnareff is gonna go sit in a chair and let someone put a blade up to his face <laughs> i just <laughs> And this this poor barber was like, excuse me, can you put this sword over... Th oh, no, Polnareff was asking him. But excuse me, can you put this sword over there, if you please? <laughs> um, and the guy cuts him, accidentally cuts his face. He's like, use a new blade or sharpen your razor. This is supposed to be the most relaxing part. Uh, his face is very good as he's in the chair. <laughs> it looks like he has a weird mustache um jotaro is having a good time it's like yari Daze, you're such a prima donna <laughs> which to be fair he is and then we just get two pages of polnareff getting a shave like great like he, it, the barber like gets the soap ready has the hot towel like lathers him up and starts shaving him it's like and at the end of it, it's like Thank you, thank you. Can you shave under my chin, too? Uh, sure. Under your chin. And instead of a razor, it's Anubis. <laughs> because, of course, the barber is now possessed by Anubis. Under the chin, right, Polnareff? What? It's me, you fool. The Anubis stand. Um, so Polnareff is fucked up once again. It's like, yeah, what, classic. What, what, can, what can I do? Die! I'll shave your jaw clean off. Um, and just as he's about to be decapitated, uh, Polnareff leans back in the chair. So the barber actually like cleaves his own stomach in twain. I'm just What's... like looking at this happen, and I'm just trying to figure out how a person could do that to themselves. Cause I just I do not I, I just don't see that happening. <laughs> Even if it is like a split second thing, I feel like your body reacts quickly enough that you wouldn't just straight up put this, like, not only did it go inside of, like, cut him, it, like, went into his entire chest, so there was some effort into Yeah. <laughs> so, could've, the... Could have stopped, you know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it doesn't really slow him down much. The barber is uh, still coming after Polnareff. Um, and he's more powerful than Chaka, which is weird. Um... Silver Chariot gets a nice cut on his on his head, so Polnareff gets cut too. I've learned Silver Chariot. <clears throat> I've learned Chariot's moves and powers in our last battle. I don't lose twice to the same opponent, which is Anubis's whole thing. Like each user it gets, um, is more powerful than the last one. Um, so yeah. So now we're back. I'll move on to Anubis Part Four, and we're back in good color territory. Oh yeah, yes. I I went forward and we were into like the really bad scans. I was like, oh, oh no, God, yeah, you had, to, you had to click into the uh, into the good ones. Oh man, we've come so far. Oh yeah, here's the nice color. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, very crisp. Very, very, <clears throat> very, very crisp. Polnareff, what's going on? Is it? Oh no, Polnareff, what's going on? Is this, is this barber? Uh, uh? 
Get back, Jotaro. The, the sword is the sand. It's too dangerous to use Star Platinum's bare fist against this sword. Um, and Polnareff delivers a really nice kick right into the barber's... Hmm, there used to be blood there. There's not blood there anymore. <laughs> the barber <laughs> oh, is now shit. healed. His shirt healed too. Oh, man. Oh, continuity, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> and Polnareff um, is on the ropes right now because uh, Anubis has taken the information from the last battle and is using it against him. Um, so Polnareff's defense, which used to be fine, is no longer fine. And I want to point out um, the silver chariot in the bottom left corner, this one panel that kind of looks like a bird man. Like, do you see that? <laughs> now, Polnareff, let's see if you can live through this. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, man. That's that's a good thumbnail. Um, yeah, and Polnareff gets flung back into this mirror and just shards of it go everywhere. And the barber is absolutely losing it because Anubis just really wants to kill these people and not letting them. Jotaro's still just here. Like, I don't know why he hasn't jumped in at this point, but eh. Uh, so, Polnareff gets taken down to the ground with Anubis. He's still fending him off, and then he tries to use, like, his last trump card, which is firing the rapier. But surprise, surprise, Anubis knows it's coming and just dodges. Nice. I never lose twice. I'm dead. I don't have a sword. Jotaro, help. We get this uh, great, weird-looking Star Platinum. <laughs> oh, this is him actually looking like a ghost. Yeah. Neat. Question. How does Polnareff get his sword back? Like, you, you mean, like, ever? Well, like, the sword is a part of his stand, and the stand is himself. So if he launches the sword, shouldn't he lose, like, a finger or something? <laughs> It's it's on a it's on a cooldown, Jack. Come on, <laughs> it's on a global <laughs> cooldown. Because <laughs> I was thinking of um, Killer Queen and his hand. Because when a uh, uh, sheer heart attack gets like really heavy, like Kira's hand got really heavy, and Polnareff has just shot that sword like it was nothing. Whatever. Mm -hmm. There should have uh, you know the answer to all this that there should have just never been stand rules in the first place. Like. The beginning of part three should have just been, uh, Abdul should have said, uh, stands are, are cool ghost people or psychic <laughs> powers and they do anything you want them to. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're a manifestation of your, your own will. So it does whatever. They can do as much it... as they, they do as much as you can think they can do. Yeah. And that's plot proof. So <laughs> there, there you go. Stand, uh, stand rules did nothing but fuck everything up. No, they, they kind of get in the way sometimes. Um, Jotaro del finally delivers a real good punch to the barber goes flying out the window but it was no that was a shell punch I barely got that shot in this isn't good he's really strong we haven't seen one like this in a while stand that doesn't rely on gimmicks just pure power <laughs> which pure true. power mm. the barber gets back up and is like the rumors were true you have speed but now that I've seen it I can beat it um, Polnareff warns him, the more we fight it, the faster it gets. Its next attack is going to be its fastest and strongest yet. Oh and my the, god, this aura panel. Oh my good goodness gracious. Oh, I love the different layers this is happening on. Because as the barber <laughs> leaps up with Anubis, uh, 
Star Platinum gives a good aura and like good cartoon font and goes to grab the sword between his hands and does it. Naked blade capture. It can't be. <laughs> oh man. The voice is doing a number on my throat. Um, and Star Platinum snaps Anubis in twain. Uh, so you did it. You wasn't expecting to catch the blade. Now I know. Star Platinum's strength doesn't just come from its speed and power. It comes from Jatara's ability to make split-second decisions under pressure. Now I know. Is he dead? No, he's just unconscious. Jotaro, don't touch that sword. You snapped it, but the stand's power might still be alive. Sword controls anyone who touches it, unsheathed. Let's get it back in without touching the hilt. And it's, it's over. They got they got the uh, Anubis in there. Until? But, uh, until a helpful police officer comes in. Ruins like, everything. I came in response to a report that a fight broke out at the barber. What are you doing with a sword? Give it to me. Uh, no, let go of it. Uh, and Polnareff pulls out the handle and turns into uh, Dark Polnareff. As the Anubis. only person dumber than Polnareff, an officer of the law. Yeah, that, this officer uh, didn't really do a good decision. And in return, Jotaro knees him into a shop window. And that's, <laughs> that's where he's going to be. Polnareff's eyes. Is he under the sword spell? just a lot a lot of slashing a lot of grunting um i don't know who you are or where a stand user is but it seems like pulling earth is under your control god this sword it keeps changing length like it got half of it snapped off but it looks like it's still the same length oh man it's the continuity in this arc is just very very off yeah. extremely off let me find my Joey Wheeler voice again. <laughs> Don't forget that I and Nubis have already seen Star Platinum's moves. If I fought you once, I never lose twice. Um, but Star Platinum still is able to hold it together and punch away all of uh, Anubis' hits. But he's getting faster and faster as Anubis is adapting to Star Platinum's speed and quickness. Um, and Jotaro thinks like he's got to catch the blade again. Because that's what he did before. But just as Polnareff puts it down like where Jotaro would catch it. Like a sudden burst of speed. I'll take your head. Like it's just a like a really action heavy arc. There's really not a lot of character moments like we've had before. Like it's fine. but yeah, It's fine. But it also just it, it also just leaves so many questions. This is like one of the more underdeveloped arcs. Because it, it just begs so much like. What what is Anubis? Who's is the user? <laughs> yeah, is he it just created? a self autonomous stand? Like uh, what happened here? Um, so instead of catching the blade, Star Platinum quickly moves its head and headbutts the blade so it doesn't impact his head and just cuts into his shoulder and then just uh, slams like karate chops Polnareff's neck and sends him into a tree which just breaks in half. But that also sends Jotaro into a fire hydrant, which also breaks in half. Oh, it's kind of... You can just set this thing to yakety sacks and it'd be fine. <laughs> <clears throat> you headbutted the sword away... Uh, excuse me. You headbutted the sword away after you realized you couldn't catch the blade. I almost got you. I was so close. 
But now I've learned that trick too. Ha ha ha, Jotaro, I must kill Polnareff if I'm going to die. Let me guess, is that what you think? But you're wrong, you're totally wrong, because my next move will end this. Watch this. And he tosses Anubis into the air and pulls out Silver Chariot, and now he is dual wielding. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and this is evil uh, Silver Chariot, uh, shown because he's kind of a darker silver, and his eyes are eviler. They're not uh, sad anymore. Well, now they're, they're sad in the panel where he starts twirling oh, the Oh, yeah, back to sad. <laughs> but then they flip back to evil. Yeah. Uh, or, 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 you fool. Your or, or is no match against two blades wielded by two master swordsmen combined. Your stomach is wide open. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah, and just guts Jotaro with Anubis. Oh, man, his belt buckle. Look at that. That's, ugh. I did it. I won. He's dead, Master Dio. I beat Jotaro. I, the god Anubis, have killed him. Victory is mine. <laughs> oh, oh, this is an iconic, um, like, volume or chapter page. Just uh, Jotaro crouched with, uh, so, with um, Star Platinum superimposed over with Anubis in both of their guts. Uh, yeah. oh this is it's so cool it's so cool um grabbing my blade won't help even you can't pull out my sword i've already surpassed our plat- platinum now with one thrust i'll disembowel you with one thrust yes you're doomed i'll slice open your gray green bowels and master dio will rejoice at your demise because now anubis has come out of polnareff i guess and he kind of just looks like a man with a jackal head, which I guess is what Anubis is, but it's really weird looking. Um, st- stop, don't go any deeper. It'll be murder. Fool, I will not spare you. I'm going to strew your guts across the road. Let's see what's inside the great Jotaro. <laughs> and just as Anubis says that, Star Platinum's fist comes and breaks Anubis off again, leaving a chunk still stuck in Jotaro, uh but now <laughs> oh man the uh the, this aura aura page is excellent um instead of faltering star platinum just auras the fuck out of the rest of anubis the sword just breaking it into like many many different shards of metal um now then what were you saying about slicing me open aura as he smashes the hilt of the sword how do you like it eh I said it would be murder if you went deeper. Your murder. You're an easy target when the sword isn't moving. Um, and as the final piece of the sword comes out of Jotaro, Polnareff falls over like an idiot and is just unconscious. What an ordeal. The last attack took all my strength. I'm glad he worked out and he didn't learn it like all the rest. I've never been so worn out. I better find the old man and Abdul fast. And there's just a little piece left of anubis i think this is the piece that first broke off uh because it's like the top of the curved blade and shitty kid just picks it up oh my god this asshole kid picks it up like an idiot um now i've learned that trick too my stand user was the swordsmith who created me 500 years ago he died long ago but i survived oh that answers your question i stand without a mask that's fucking stupid yeah it's pretty dumb you found me and saved me from the depths of the museum. 
I never lose three times. What is this little shitty Son Goku doing? <laughs> I never lose This three is Goku times. if he never got the head injury. Pretty much. I know your strength, your speed, your reaction time. You won't be able to dodge this. I'll stab you in the back. Die, Jotaro. As the kid, like, winds up to throw the bit of Anubis into Jotaro's back. But guess who's here? Everybody's it's favorite shithead. Everyone's favorite goblin dog, Iggy. <laughs> yeah. um, grabbing this lollipop that the kid dropped earlier. Throwing off his uh, swing. And missing Jotaro. Uh, but hitting all the Nile River. <laughs> if I fall in the river, I'm done for. Oh, Rust, somebody stop me. <laughs> this jackal man screaming. Um, but he goes, he accidentally goes through this wall. Oh, yeah, because I was so panicked that I went through the wall by accident. I'm going to fall in. Oh, no. Oh, wait, a ship. I'll land on the ship. I'm saved. If I hit the ship, that guy will get curious and try to pull me out. I'll take over his mind. Um, but on the ship, there's a cow, and Anubis lands in the cow. Uh, and the cow goes berserk because it's got a sword in its ass. <laughs> no, there was a cow on board. <laughs> yeah, I won't make it in time as the boat capsizes from this cow freaking freaking out. Uh, calm down, cow. Jotaro, that cow is out of control. Who cares about the goddamn cow pointer if I'm bleeding over here? <laughs> and the cow falls in the Nile, and so does the rest of Anubis. And this is where he will be, because uh, no one is going to come and find him. It's like, nope. And he's calling to the fish. It's like, hey, fishies, come over here. Touch my body. Ah, oh, wait, where are you going? Hey, Mr. Crab, do me a favor and bring me ashore. I'll give me lots of good food. Wait, Crab, don't leave me. I'm going to rust in two to three days. Help me. <laughs> All right. Next stop, Luxor. Let's get a move on. And that's Anubis. That's kind of, that's such a bum ending. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, we did it. All right, moving on to the next one. Yeah, Anubis but, uh, is, is another one of those, like, whatever arcs. Yeah, I really don't like it only just because I have a really hard time spending my disbelief for this one. Like even more so than a lot of a lot of the other nonsense that happens, but the actual action in it's pretty good. But yeah, that's a good... there's like every page is a different plot hole, and or continuity error. Yeah, it's just flip through it, look at the action, and call it a day. Uh, yeah. But next arc is excellent because it's Mariah arc, and it's yeah, so good. And it's a and jo fun. it's a Joey arc. It's a Joey and Abdul arc, which, which is like rare. I am always happy when Joey gets uh, gets some attention. So. It's and then always it's, a good time. And then after that is Alessi, and I wish we could skip it because it's stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're, gonna we're doing do everything. Thing. And so then that was Darby. Anubis. Yeah. That well, everybody, we're all looking forward to Darby. Darby's oh. gonna be the uh, Darby's where it all pays off in terms Mr. of Mr. Joestar. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking forward to that. But anyway. We're going to go back to uh, Cool Shock BT. But first, real quick, I want to talk about how Viz is publishing uh, Hirohiko Araki's manga in theory and practice book. In, they are. In English. And uh, it's kind of infamous with the JoJo fans because of its cover of Araki. Araki drew himself, of, drew himself hugging Rohan as the cover. Mm -hmm. And 
unfortunately that didn't translate over to the English release. So the English release, they did the cover and design of the physical book to fall in line with the Jojoniums. So like mm-hmm. they kind of all look like one cohesive unit, which is fine. I think the cover is fine. Like, yeah, I like the picture of Rocky hugging Rohan, but no oh, big deal. Yeah. But anyway, this book is probably, I mean, obviously I haven't read it, but it's, it's probably pretty damn interesting. And you can get it, uh, you can pre-order it on Amazon right now for thirteen fifty-one. It's oh, on sale. Right. I still need to do that. Yeah, it's, full oh, price is nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, fake JoJo boy. Go hit that, go smash that motherfucking pre-order button. Smash it. Even if you don't care, support uh, more uh, English translations of weird Iraqi stuff. Because I want that. I want mm. all of it. It's good stuff. Let's get it all. Uh, I want to know more about this weird man's head. <laughs> maybe we'll get the horror book at some point oh god that would be such a blessing but yeah june 6th get this book it's probably gonna be pretty cool so anyway oh another thing we gotta talk about is the latest trailer for the live action jojo movie oh my the part god four movie. there's that... a lot of controversy about it wait is there uh, yeah all right well i'll give my first take is that i think it looks cool as fuck i think yeah. it actually looks really neat yeah it looks the really controversy nice. is that Evidence is pointing to there actually not being physical stands in it. Like, you're not going to see the stands. Oh, boy. That's the big controversy. And, you know, the meme, oh, can't mess up the CG if you just don't put stands in it. I Honestly, like, maybe that's fair enough, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's, let's hash this out. Because I understand that. I understand that. Um, because what are their options really they can have a guy in a suit and like do some cg to it or just make the whole thing cg i'm not a film man i don't know which is like better or worse i think they're both equally difficult because to do a complicated fight with a cg stand there would have to be some really serious uh, choreography going on there and i don't really know what kind of budget the the movie has because the budget issue is not so much for the creation of the the cg models it's just implementing it into the film you know so like yeah it's and making a it lot more work, work that well. i think people want to give it credit for yeah but the point it... being is that i guess the bigger point is was there even a point to making a jojo movie if you can't put the stands in it maybe hmm but so, are they just gonna have like the impacts, or? Well, the, in the trailer, they they show like the trailer talks about their abilities, and it shows a Josuke like doing like using his powers, but there's just like a purple aura around him. Yeah, it's just like nonsense. It's like the one scene in uh, the last uh, part three OVA where Jorts and D are just standing across the street and stuff is like breaking around them and you don't yeah. see the world or star platinum like and it's okay. like yeah i guess and like the the joke is oh we can't see the stands cuz we're not stand users and it's <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know i'm still going to watch it cuz i really i still really do think that the costumes and the casting look like really damn cool and like i want to see it yeah, personally the, if the they're actually really good if there actually are no stands in it, I don't. I I wouldn't say that's a deal breaker for me. I understand if it's a deal breaker for other people, but I don't think it is for me personally. Yeah, I think if people just come to it and take it on its own terms and, and like don't try to project 
their expectations onto it, they'll have a better time. But if they go into it, like, building it up in their mind, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to have stands and stand battles. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, I I don't think anybody (laughs) really thinks it's going to be great. (laughs) Well, Japanese live-action adaptations of anime and manga... don't really have a great track record, but no, at that's, the very that's least, really my thinking here. Yeah, it's probably going to be entertaining, like at the very least. That's like, all uh, I can hope for. If yeah. we just see the live action uh, JoJo boys and gals, uh, it, and it's fun, then I'll say it's a win. Yeah, it, go into it like don't just don't be down on it before you see you go and see it maybe. Just like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have a fun time. I'm gonna see these characters that are a pretty good representation of like the manga. Like Jotaro and Josuke look amazing. Okiyasu, Koichi, everyone looks really good. Um, yeah, and if we don't get to see Crazy Diamond in like decent CG, then oh, oh well. I'm not, I'm not gonna cry about it. Yeah, go watch, go watch the anime if you want to see. Yeah, the anime Crazy is Diamond. a goddamn masterpiece. So yeah, I don't, you don't really need anything more than that. So this is just icing on the cake, honestly. Yeah, especially like the anime Blu-rays where they touched up everyone and gave them like uh, better detailing than they could in like the TV broadcast. So go there, I guess. If this is like this could all be hearsay if they do do the big reveal and like yeah it's all stand fights and stuff. Oh but. yeah, no, this is all just complete speculation. I guess we didn't really say that, but it, it's just based on the new trailer. It evidence points to there not being stands in it, but we will see what actually ends up happening. But yeah, if there are no stands, oh well. Anyway, we're gonna this episode is gonna run over long, so let's move on to uh, Cool Shock BT where we yeah, left we'll off. Just, we'll just finish this chapter and do the last chapter like next week or something. It's yeah. not like we've got a dearth of things to get to. Like we'll do Diesel at some point, but we're not in a rush. Now you ruined it. You spoiled it, Jack. Oh shit! Didn't 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 we say we we're gonna do Diesel? No, we said we we're gonna surprise everybody. Oh god well, damn it! I- I don't want to tease people like for over like a month at this point. Yeah, All right, fine. Diesel. Yeah, we're gonna do Diesel. We got got suggested by a very nice SoundCloud user, and I had completely forgotten it existed. And I'm kind of upset that we didn't think of covering it yet. So mm-hmm. you can look forward to that. That's that's the yeah, big that, review. That'll be we're, next. We're, week. we're gonna do Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, but for now we come to two. Two boys in a museum. One is very scared, and one is BT, who is just always BT. Um, where we last I guess we're going to pick off, up on page 21, I think, yes. right? Because yeah. right, right before this, BT's grandma uh, called to the museum saying that someone was going to steal uh, a dinosaur skull because she loves trolling her grandson <laughs> just for kicks. So uh, she literally called the cops on her grandson. What a, what a dick. Yeah. Uh, so Koichi is here. He's very scared. His teeth are chattering. BT is like, Koichi, please stop that teeth chattering. I can't help it. I'm scared. Scared? You're weird. This is fun. Because <laughs> BT's a weirdo. First, we need to get this skull off his neck while my eye disappears. Yeah, I was going to say what happened to his eye. He just did, he just straight up did not draw his eye. Or maybe he, like... But he drew one eye. Maybe the he... scan later like, or the redrawer got like really aggressive. Who can say? Uh, here, hold it in place. BT, this is gross. I'm gonna cut the wire holding it together. Keep holding it, okay? Um, and Koichi pulls the skull off as BT cuts the wire. And we see his dinosaur foot teeter precariously 
uh, right as a phone starts to ring. So all these boys are freaked out. A lot of things going on. Uh, uh, BT, are we going to die? Shh, it's just an intercom. No big problem. Want me to answer it? Please don't joke like that now. Um, and the door starts to uh, open. The knob starts to turn. So they got to skedaddle real quick. And they hide under a desk. And we meet our friend, uh, security officer Psycho. <laughs> because, oh, fucking Hitchcock reference. Like, it's got to be a Hitchcock reference. That This guy's name is Psycho. Um, He's Psycho, and he looks like Andre the Giant. <laughs> he does look like Andre the Giant. I like how his fingers kind of look like Vienna sausages when they're uh, gripping the door frame. You see that? Like, oh god they're just kind of like blobs um but they've left that the, they left the skull and the pliers on the uh the museum exhibit stand while psycho is coming over to pick up the intercom hello, hello? yes this is psycho yes i'm in the exhibition room right now no nothing seems to be out of order someone called saying that haha <laughs> some punk's idea of a prank phone call sir don't worry mr kawa i've got the keys to that locker Yes, I'll be there in just a second. Huh? What? Why is the head on the ground? And he goes to see that, like, the head and the pliers are there. Whatever. Not gonna try to mess with it and make things worse. Not my job. Safe. We were lucky. Guy seems like a moron. Didn't notice us at all. I still can't stop shaking. Will you get the pliers? Okay. And bumps the, uh, the glass enclosure for this foot right off the pedestal, smashes it into pieces. Um, BT is very worried now. Did he hear that? He should be pretty far gone by now. BT! And again with the Hitchcock reference, we just see the silhouette of Psycho behind the door just coming to get these boys. <laughs> oh, man. he He's like some weird combination of like Gaston and Andre the Giant. <laughs> Just without none of Andre the Giant's, like, innate charm. In, in, in this, he's just very creepy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's terrifying. Hey, hey, hey. Psycho, he found us. Guess I won't stop shaking anytime soon. Ha, what? Don't tell me this little punk here is making all the noise. You got guts, punk. How'd you even get in here? He's got a chain in his hands, and he just keeps laughing and laughing. He's gonna <laughs> knock me out with that thing. Help. Oh. Help! He's Help. gonna hit me with the chain! Ha ha ha! As he's swinging the chain, knocking this desk every which way, uh, BT. My eyes! <laughs> hey! Um, and BT has a fire extinguisher and just squirts uh, Psycho in the face with it. Just gives him a full blast. The, um, the 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 text bubble is supposed to make it seem like he's in pain, but the way he, Rocky drew his face, he kind of looks like he's enjoying it. He's kind of like, ah, oh, yes, this is refreshing. Oh, I, yeah, my eyes, yeah. <laughs> I really like the sound effects. Uh, splamash. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes. Let's get out of here. He actually pulled it off. Slip, slip. You, my eyes. Let's just take his keys, just in case. He got what he deserved. Guy's a sadist. Come on, I'm Guy's gonna sadist. Guy's a sadist. <laughs> Come on, I'm Kid, gonna close you you're door. 12. You don't know what a sadist is. <laughs> Maybe he's read Sodom and Gomorrah by the Marquis de Sade. You don't know. 
I don't know. I'm going to close the door, then lock him inside. All right, get the head. Let's go. Go where? The mall's closed. All the doors should be locked. Don't worry. I've got it covered. Koichi, check this clock out. Where's... <laughs> Koichi, check this clock out. Where's the thing that makes it run? PT, look at this fountain, too. Where's all the water coming from? There's some boys playing in the mall. Staff only beyond this point. We're going here again? We're going to use the staff elevator. Let's go. <laughs> Here's Psycho. Oh, my God. What happened to his face? I don't know, because he really didn't take any big damage. Uh. No, it looks like he got his whole face bashed in. <laughs> his eyes are so close to his nose now. <laughs> What is going on here? The BT says. Um, who? There was someone else here? Who? Why was this guard knocked out? And we get... Huh. I guess we find out how that fountain works and how the clock with no engine works. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the trick is in the chains. <laughs> the trick is in the chains. Uh, guard is knocked out, and then we see this lady here, who I think was the same uh, girl we saw in BT's house before. Did I, did I scare you, BT, baby? Don't worry about the guard, I'm just letting him oh, take Oh shit, a... Lisa Lisa's here. Lisa Lisa is indeed here. Because... 90s Lisa Lisa. <laughs> oh no, this is like 83 Lisa Lisa. Because <laughs> this was, uh, before everything. Oh, before right, Phantom yeah. Blood. What am I saying? She's just... It's the high-waisted pants. <laughs> she has very high-waisted <laughs> pants. How Double do you know... pocket. <laughs> How do you know my name? Who are you? That's the girl that was at your house two days ago. You are? What are you doing here? BT, look at you. Shouldn't I ask you the same thing? Anyway, gotta go. See ya. Just like Fujiko Mine, like, out of here. <laughs> You're going to show up for no reason and then just bounce. Just steal something. It's like, ah, fuck off. See you later. Um, and we see Psycho on the ground and then getting up covered in extinguisher fluid. And snaps the door that was uh, locking him out in a big feat of strength and sweaty, sweaty man. <laughs> Every time it like zooms out for him, he just ends up looking like a Mega Man boss. <laughs> He really does. I really like this panel of just like the the of him tilted back, screaming like Ugh! mouth open, um, splotch splat splotch splat. Um, <laughs> so the two boys are waiting for the elevator. Tap tap tap. Come on, stupid elevator! Stop tapping your foot and stop actually saying the word tap tap tap. Finally, it's here. With Tweedled, with the, oh god, there's three the of them The fucking now. squad, the squad <laughs> rolled up so hard. Again, you forced uh, security guards. <laughs> oh, I was trying to figure this out. This weird top-down view that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> oh man, this comic changes perspective more often than like near. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a fucking. I don't understand how a top-down view really works on a manga page, but I, I'm also not an artist, so I don't know, but. It, it really doesn't. Um, yeah. So the guards run past them uh, because BT and Koichi have disguised themselves in this weird uh, wax figure thing, I guess. I can't... What is this? 
I don't know. These like little girls, they they look very strange. Yeah, these guys are the thieves. We got word of. Get them. Jump in. Uh, Koichi makes it. The BT is grasped from behind by a big bald man, um, but Koichi is able to throw the uh, the pliers that they had before into his face, letting his friend get in the elevator. I can't believe it. You did. You did it. I knew you were a good partner. Need some gum? <laughs> Let's get off this Fuck. thing. Fuck. But we're still on the second floor. I th- I think there'd be too many guards on the first floor. Do but don't worry. I know a good way out. Let's stop the elevator here. Um, and he puts his gum over the open button, which okay. So he can't. So they can't use all the. They can't use the elevator at all. The the police people can, and they run. Right into Mr. Psycho, who is here, and who now just is like he's—is he slowly just turning into the Swamp Thing? I think he's started happening here. Yeah, I think this is Swamp (laughs) Thing's origins. Like he started out as Officer Psycho. (laughs) What are you doing? Run! Sorry, I—I won't let you. As Koichi gets his neck uh, throttled by Psycho's chain. Koichi, Christ! Oh man, Koichi is down from the count. I thought I'd seen you before. You're the kid from this afternoon. You, I'm not letting you get away with doing that to Koichi. What gives this the right to this security guard to literally try to murder these what? kids for causing a ruckus in a mall? I don't know, like 80s Japan? Who can say? <laughs> Maybe this guy has just got a weird complex. He just Dumb wants to kill these, He wants to kill these kids. Oh, he, he wants, wants them, them dead. dead. Dumbass, over here. What did you... I'm the one that sprayed you with that fire extinguisher. You did? And what do I have in my hand right here? Hairspray. You know, like the musical. <laughs> right. <laughs> right now, you should have sodium sulfate all over you. What to, want to know what happens if I were to spray you with this? You know about the chemical reaction between sodium sulfate and hairspray, right? It'll be like you've been swimming in acid. I'll watch your skin all peel off. You'll be an incurable freak. Ah. It is the origins of Swamp Thing. we've got ten pages left (laughs) I'm going to count to three you better have let him go before I'm done you're lying one, time to give you what you deserve two, three as BT like wall runs into Psycho stop, get away this isn't fun for me either, alright I just need to get you to stop following us alright, fine, I won't, I promise good Koichi, go tie him up with this rope just in case and they tie up Psycho and run off to the doors in the mall to get out of here. Um, you know the sad part is, is that I could have totally believed that, it, based on what we've read in this weird series so far, mm-hmm. that wouldn't have shocked me if it actually ended with uh, BT melting this man's skin off. Oh no, like just <laughs> destroying Psycho. Yeah, like, like the- that would not even be the worst thing that he's done in this series. So like, no, not even by a long shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they get to the emergency ladder. I get it. The emergency escape should be easy to get out from here. Whew. Thank goodness there was one here. All right, Koichi, let's go. We're home free. The next morning. BT, come here. I need to talk to you, his grandma says. What is it? You went thieving at that dinosaur exhibit last night, didn't you? You you knew. So, were you successful? (laughs) And BT is beaming because his grandma is also like a fucking thief. (laughs) 
<laughs> like an absolute sociopath. They deserve yes. each other. Very good. That's my grandson. Though to tell the truth, I wouldn't have minded if you were caught as well. P.T., I'd received information about the owner of that mall. Seems he's selling stolen jewelry. I wanted some proof. So I needed access to his safe, but he has guards protecting that room every night. I needed a way to lure them out away from his room. While those guards were chasing you last night, I had that girl you saw here a few days ago sneak into the owner's room. She doesn't have a name. Doesn't need one. So, <laughs> that's why you showed me that ad about the dinosaur exhibit. This was just a whole thing just for Grandma to uh, report this stolen jewelry. As for our side of the plan, we were successful. The safe told us the name of the station and the coin locker number of where he was keeping his stolen jewelry. When we found the locker and opened it, we found billions of yen worth of jewelry. Because this was actually Ocean's Eleven. Now come over here and give me a hug. <laughs> I just... Ugh. Just who what is your the... grandmother? Some superhero? Fuck. I don't really know either. Anyway, look inside that box. Remember those keys we got from Psycho when you sprayed him? This, no way. One of those keys was the key to the locker where the owner was keeping that jewelry. I was curious, so I snuck to the station and opened it up before my grandmother or anyone else got there. I just took a little bit off the top. And he's got these, like, really shiny earrings and rings and stuff. Go ahead, and half is yours. We can sell them when we're older. And now here's a weird trick with a rubber band. <laughs> How it works. Yeah. So I that... love that... I love the translator's note at the bottom of this. I am pretty confident in my translation of this, although I am not very confident that I could do this trick. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, that was Chapter 5 of Cool Shock BT. Uh, next week, we're going to do the final incident, the kid with the creepy freckles incident. Oh, that can't be good. Oh, no. So, like, a kid is probably going to die. Like, yeah, there's definitely going to be some child murder. There's definitely gonna be some sort of like maiming possibly oh. possibly worse yeah some kind of blackmail probably uh-huh uh, something just like that a 12 year old should not be doing and honestly thank god for this series just like absolutely thank god for it <laughs> yeah it's it's an absurdist nightmare from beginning to end <laughs> Oh. But we still managed to pull this episode in at just over an hour. I'm very, just, just very little, proud of us. A little, yeah. We, we're very good at cramming in a lot of nonsense into a little bit of time. It's true. So thank you for joining us on this very special episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. Thank you. Why is it special? It's always special. That's yeah, we're, this is a special episode. We've got special li listeners. We're special people. It's just special all around. It's so, just a special experience. Yeah. Whether you listen to us on the SoundCloud, find us on the subreddit, or you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, RSS feed, wherever, thank you so much for listening. Give us a comment, rating, like, subscribe, talk to us on Twitter at JoJo underscore cast. Check that Twitter sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we look at it. Um, yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for yeah, listening. See you then. Oh,